0: Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley the host of the Jaymore Tech Talk Show and inspirations for your life. Hey guys, it is John Seymour here, Serial Entrepreneur, and welcome to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. It's great to be with you on the last Friday of October, all right, October 28th, 2022. Hopefully all of you uh, ghosts and goblins are getting ready with your scary costumes and uh, hopefully healthy candy. You know, there's a lot of dentists in the area that are actually doing buybacks for the candy because they want to give you uh, delicious, healthy treats um, for um, your candy. And some are even giving you money for um, your uh, candy. So uh, interesting there. Uh, But uh, please do make sure that if you are going trick-or-treating, that you make sure that your candy is completely sealed before you open it and that it has not been tampered um, with, as we don't want to have anyone having a very unhappy Halloween. All right, let's get right into the show, shall we? We have so much to talk about, and I can't wait to get to all this. So in the first uh, set of news that I want to share with you, everyone ready for the first news? All right. Elon Musk, yes, he buys Twitter. Ah, can you believe that this actually happened? Uh, Musk says um, the bird is freed after a $44 billion deal. And Musk fires um, Twitter CEO, uh, CFO, and policy chief. And some Twitter users flag uh, a willingness to walk away, which is interesting. And polls show that employee jobs are definitely a concern. And the European Union warns, that the bird will fly by our rules. Well, let's hope uh, that's the way it's going to go. But I think they're the most concerned about uh, anything. So uh, Elon Musk has officially taken ownership of Twitter on October uh, 20th with brutal uh, efficiency, firing top executives. And I guess there's still some issues as to why did Elon Musk buy Twitter? Was it political reasons? Was it to Make a statement. I mean, we still have to learn about that. And um, I think a lot of people are probably shocked uh, that Elon Musk did buy Twitter. And, you know, I know that many of you are saying to me, you know, John, why did he buy Twitter? You know, I, I keep saying the same thing. It doesn't seem to go into any kind of pattern with what he normally does. Well, nothing, Elon Musk, goes into a pattern actually. Um, So Musk fired Twitter chief executive Parag Agaral, chief financial officer, Ned Segal, and legal affairs and policy chief Vijay Gadal. According to people familiar with the matter, he had accused them of misleading him and Twitter investors over the number of fake accounts on the platform. Uh. Musk, as you know, also runs the rocket company SpaceX. And he plans to become Twitter's interim CEO, according to a person familiar with the matter. And following an earlier report by uh, Thomson Reuters, Musk also plans to scrap permanent bans on users, Bloomberg said, citing a person familiar with the matter. That's interesting. Um, And I can think of a few that he's probably going to reinstate immediately without us getting into politics here. But, you know, I'm talking about. So before closing the deal, Musk walked into Twitter's headquarters on Wednesday with a big grin and a porcelain uh, sink, subsequently tweeting, let that sink in. He changed his Twitter profile description to Chief Twit. Oh boy. (laughs) Can we say ego? Can we say big ego? Musk said in May, and I quote, he would reverse Twitter's ban on Donald Trump whose account was removed after the attack on the U.S. Capitol A representative for Trump did not immediately respond to a Reuters request for comment, but the former U.S. president previously said he won't return to the platform and has instead launched his own social media app called Truth Social. Uh, So Musk has tried to calm Twitter employees' fears that major layoffs are coming and assured advertisers that his past criticisms of Twitter's content moderation rules would not harm its appeal. So Twitter obviously cannot become free for all, as we know, and um, where anything can be said with no consequences. But Musk said in an open letter to advertisers this Thursday, um, as we can see, it's going to be very interesting. And as news of the deal spread, Twitter users were quick to flag their willingness to walk away. I quote Elon Musk, I will be happy to leave, leave in a heartbeat if musk will act as well or expect him to said this is actually from a user sorry with the must love dogs xo account so that was a tweet actually from a user so not from Elon Musk uh European regulators are reiterating past warnings and under musk leadership Twitter must still abide by the region's digital service acts or DSA. Which levied heavy fines on companies if they did not control illegal content. Now, in Europe, the bird will fly by our EU rules, is what the EU said. And I quote The European Parliament lawmaker and civil rights proponent, Patrick Breyer, suggested people look for alternatives where privacy is a priority. Uh, I don't know. This is uh, definitely going to be interesting. And so the big question is, Why did Elon Musk buy it? I think he bought it because he wanted to give people a vehicle to have free speech. But we know that it's a lot more than free speech, right? Uh, This was personal, not just about a financial deal. This was really personal for Elon Musk. And um, also because some of his friends got banned. I think he took it over because he wants to just unban them. I think that's why. Why? And he wants to make sure that he can control things in the future, but we heard from the European Union that um, he's not going to have as much freedom as he thinks he is. So we'll have to stay tuned to that. In other news, um, a lot's been happening as we're gearing up for the holidays, and one thing uh, is that Bed Bath and Beyond might have had a data breach. Yeah, so uh, Bed Bath and Beyond or BBBY dot O said. Um by on a third party uh, this month had improperly accessed its data through a phishing scam by accessing the hard drive and certain shared drives of one of its employees. This uh, big box retailer said it was reviewing the data that was accessed so it could determine whether the drives contained any sensitive or personally identifiable information. This home goods retailer has no reason to believe that any sensitive or personal identified information was accessed and that this cybersecurity incident would likely not have a material impact on the company. Of course, they're going to say that, ladies and gentlemen, but do I believe them? Heck no. I think they're just covering up something that we're going to discover maybe tomorrow, maybe weeks or months later, that potentially has harmed lots of people. Whenever we talk about a data breach, I mean, nobody really wants to be the subject of one, but I think it's important that if you are part of one, that you're honest about it. And if your company was exploited, well, then you need to fess up and tell the truth, right? All right. So data breaches are never any fun. And uh, we're gonna have to keep track with uh, the better uh, Bath and Beyond and uh, see, did they really have a data breach or not? Right now. No one seems to know. But I tend to believe that there's a very high probability that they really did have a data breach. Now I can't state that verbatim, but it's just interesting that, you know, there's a lot of effort going in this. A lot of effort. And so what does this really mean? I think it means that people are going to be more cautious, okay, people are going to be more cautious. You might say, John, why? Well, I think we're going to say why for the main reason. And that is that um, it's not something that people really want to talk about. And you might say, John, what impact can this really have? Well, the impact it can have is it could cause people to have a lot of challenges and it could cost people millions of dollars to get their identity back. And if we understand this, then maybe next time they might be a little more careful with the data uh, that they have. And so, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that um, data breach um, standard operating procedures to mitigate them are definitely something that more people are going to be concerned about.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
1: But what I don't like is when people decide that everything is just fine when it really isn't fine, right? And so, why would people do this? Well, I think they would do this because they don't want to be hit with all these fines. They don't want to be hit with all these fines. And so I know that, um, this may seem like, you know, like water under the bridge? And maybe it is, but then again, maybe it isn't. And if it isn't, or if it was, aren't we better to be trying to mitigate something that is under wraps? Because if we didn't do that and there was all these implications, I think that would cause a big problem a big problem in the sense that it would hurt somebody, but not only would it hurt somebody, let's say financially and with their personal information, it would also cause a lot of, let's say, um, distrust to be built on the company like Bed Bath & Beyond, right? think about that just for a moment. Now, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that nobody wants to think about this, right? But the truth of the matter is, this is something that happens every day in our life. And why do companies do this? Well, they do this because they know that um, they're not able to let's say recover. But the biggest reason they do it is because they just don't want to pay fines. I mean, plain and simple. So they'd rather lie or what I'll call, quote unquote, um, leave out certain information, which is what I want to call lying by omission. Yeah. Say that one a million times fast. Uh, Lying by omission. Lying by omission. Now that might sound like something that's crazy, but it really isn't. And this goes on every single day, every single day. This goes on every single day. This goes on. And so if a company was able to save thousands or millions of dollars, I think they might try to exclude certain information so that they would not be penalized with a financial or fiduciary responsibility. I mean, I think that's the main reason. The other thing would possibly be the fact that they're afraid of damaging their reputation from people that are already using their product or service. And if you don't understand that, whether you own, whether you're in a company or you work for a company, then I think this really comes down to an SOP and it comes down to what I like to say as an audit. An audit to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then we have a problem. We have a very, very um, big problem. And so... I know that these companies don't want to lie. However, they're lying because they're trying to do a CYA. And they don't want to get in trouble. Because they know the fines that are going to be imposed by them. Let me tell you, they're going to be pretty hefty. We're not talking $100. We're probably not even talking $1,000. We're probably talking thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars or more. And so if we can understand that, then I believe life would be different for these companies. But they think it's okay because they're so big and because, oh, you know, it was just our IT department and, you know, they didn't tell us. So it comes down to something I want to call accountability. The person that says we were not attacked, or we didn't have a data breach. Are they stating this based on what evidence? Did the IT department say that there was a possibility they were attacked, or does the IT department say, we don't believe we were attacked right now, however, we're still researching the matter. Did they just cut off the end of that, saying, I don't believe we've ever had a data breach, or that we've had a data breach? I think that's what's happening they're misconstruing the truth because they're lying by omission. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think all companies or public companies are guilty of this because they know they've got their hand caught in that cookie jar several times. And not only is it painful, it's extremely expensive. In other important news, you might notice notice that remote work ads are disappearing, but why? You know, remote work is something that became very prevalent right around the pandemic time. But why is that changing? The number of remote job listings had hit an all-time high in February with the fifth of the US posting being for offsite work or work from home positions. And it drew a total of 50% applications. This was on LinkedIn alone. And just by last month, remote postings had shrunk to 14%. Why? I think the world is starting to understand that this trend of working from home is changing. It's becoming more important to be on premise and do your job. Because if you can't do your job on premise, what big companies are starting to notice is that they're losing clients. They are not able to give the level of customer or client services that they would expect. And they're going through audits and saying, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? So the appeal of working from home has changed. And in September, remote roles got over 50% of all applications in the US. And like we said, that represented just a 14% change. So talent acquisition has changed how people get um, work has obviously changed, but why? I think it's changed for one reason. And the reason it's changed is because people are now realizing that they need to get back to work to actually do work. And so a lot of big companies are starting to make concessions but if you work on site they're actually giving you more money they're not giving you less to work home but they're saying if you come to the office we're going to give you more because they know that when you work in the office you're going to be a more viable asset not this nonsense of oh i gotta make dinner or i've gotta you know pick up something they know that people that work from home more often than not, are not working, okay? And so that's a problem. Workers are, of course, having their coffee breaks, but are they really working or are they multitasking, not their office jobs, but let's say their home stuff, and then kind of doing like one office job? I've seen this happen myself. I call a cell phone provider and I spend 30 minutes on the phone with them and then they got to roll me over somewhere else. I mean, come on, right? That's not customer service. That's what I call Custawana service. And that's service we shouldn't be, uh, having as, as clients, right. Or customers. So I think remote work is going to continue to decline and more people are going to have to understand that you need to be in the office, right? And we need to quit making excuses. I can't tell you how many jobs we posted and we get people from other countries. It even says on the ad, you must be located in this area. And we state where that is. And they send a resume that has a domain in India or some other country. We actually made um, a template up that we click one button to refuse people. And it basically says, um, your application has been rejected because we found that you are not local to our area. I mean, why do they do this crap? This is what I wanna know, why? More people are filling out forms online. And what we were discovering in our tests a few weeks ago you can have a great capture form which we obviously do and we wrote it where you can drag the the puzzle pieces around but there's a lot of uh sites that either use these Google captures or other captures and they're very annoying because the pictures are foggy or you have to try to hear a sound through some other nonsense those are easier though than the pictures because they ask you for a fire hydrant a bridge or a palm tree but the pictures aren't clear what we also have found out is that many people are attempting to fill these forms out, but they're using like JavaScript injections or forms that allow people to just copy and paste. So my advice to you is to make sure that your JavaScript um, queries are blocked to the form. So somebody can't just run a query to it or they can't copy and paste any data in your form. Now, you might say, gee, this is going to make it hard for me. No, it's not. It's going to Get it to a point where people are only going to leave you messages if they intend to leave messages. Now, we've talked about that work balance, but I think more people are starting to understand that the work is changing. workers are trying to to have these uh, flexible schedules and work life balance but unfortunately a lot of them are not working they're at home and they're doing everything else but work and then if they happen to have a free minute well then maybe they'll actually help a customer i want to quote something an analysis by the federal reserve bank of new york last week found that collectively working from a home saves americans 60 million hours of commute time each year which is spent instead of taking care of kids cooking cleaning exercising going out or simply getting extra sleep so should someone be rewarded for coming to the office i have to say no because if the office is where you need to get your job done you shouldn't be getting a bonus for coming to the office you should get something if you do more but not just because you show up right that's just i don't know that that that, that kind of gets you at my gander i'm not pleased with that uh at all in other news facebook meta is now possibly caught in a crossfire. Uh that's not good caught in a crossfire what are we talking about? Well, we're talking um, about things that are happening. Okay. And I feel that uh, a lot of these companies out there are believing that, you know, they have to do things a certain way. But if they can't do them a certain way, well, then they'll just do something else and think that it's okay. But we all know what a crossfire is. I don't have to get into that, but I'm talking about the point of what's going on. And the point of what's going on with these companies is that they're starting to have an issue. And I'm talking about the issue right now where Amazon's getting irrationally swept up in the tech angus. And with um, Amazon being caught in this crossfire, following their very low earnings from the Facebook owner meta platforms, the 1 trillion online retailer took a big hit after unveiling its own third quarter results. A warning on the upcoming holiday season erased 200 I'm not saying million, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying billion, from the company's market value, despite strong performance in North American sales and the cloud business, when industry investors are recalibrating what's important, what do they need to do, even with other decent companies. So, I think this is definitely a problem, and I think Amazon's web services are something that has to be looked at and how they're being utilized. Retailing isn't consistently profitable. And through the first nine months of this year, more than $8 billion in operating loss chewed up half the operating profit by the AWS, Amazon Web Services. And this was, despite the fact that there was a 2.6 quarterly U.S. GDP growth, it's a problem. Amazon said, and I quote, the fourth quarter operating income could be as low as zero along with net sales projections that fell below what analysis were expecting according to estimates gathered by Refinitiv uh, foreign exchange rates and blaming them. Did you know that North American sales make up 60% of Amazon's top market? Unlike meta, Amazon is a victim of wider trends, including Angus over technology sectors. And I have to agree with with routers that I believe it should be reprimanded and and uh, punished or fined uh, equally for what's going on. And fund managers are moving the goalposts after years of infatuation, with growth, they're now pouring over the bottom line. So Amazon, is now providing its retail businesses things so that they can ultimately become profitable. But are they really? Or is it just a never-ending circle of a loss of money that Amazon is just depleting? I think people want things easy. And people want customer service. They don't want to call an Amazon desk And I know like when I call, I say, i like to speak to a a U.S. agent. It's like they're chastising me. Why? Well, because every time I talk to you or one of your kind of people, it's like you don't seem to understand. Your work ethic is different, but you can't explain this to them. This is not about discriminating against a person. It's discriminating against a work ethic. I'm as... Equal opportunity as the next guy, race, religion, orientation, color, creed. But let's do the work that anyone else would do in that position, right? I mean, I think that's only fair, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's fair. I think it's very fair. We will definitely keep an eye on that, ladies and gentlemen, and let you know what's happening. Because there's definitely a lot going on with Amazon and a lot going on with Meta. And I bet you didn't realize how closely they were tied into each other. But they're tied into each other in more ways than you probably even knew existed. Well, a bug in the Apple Mac OS Ventura breaks third-party security tools. Your anti-malware software may not work if you upgrade it to the new operating system but Apple says a fix is on the way. I love the way they just say, oh, a fix is on the way. You know, um, you have an issue with updating something. You can't connect to your system because of some new update Microsoft rolled out or Apple rolled out. Don't worry, a fix is on the way. And this is causing problems for those who rely on third-party security problems like a, a programs like malware scanners and, and monitoring tools. In the process of patching a vulnerability in the 11th Ventura developer beta, which was released on October 11th, Apple accidentally introduced a flaw that cuts off third-party security products from the access they need to do their scans. And while there's a workaround to grant the permission, those who upgrade their Macs to Ventura may not realize that anything is amiss or have the information needed to fix the problem. So I think this gets down to something I wanna say is just sloppy performance. I don't care whether you're a company that has one dollar to your name or your company has billion dollars or billions of dollars. It comes down to a work ethic. It comes down to an understanding. It comes down to an accountability level. And if you cannot be accountable why the heck are you in business i mean security tools not being able to work i mean that's not a minor thing that's a major problem so they said that apple had attempted to fix the flaw multiple times uh through 2022 but each time it was unable to find a workaround for the company's patch so i don't know ladies and gentlemen i think the company's are not producing quality products i'm not here to single anyone out because i found that since the pandemic was around us and i don't want to say that was the problem but it's because people got lazy people weren't getting validated like they were in the office so when you work from home most companies don't have a way of validating that you were even producing something that's in scale or on scope and by the time they figure it out, millions of dollars and potentials people's identities have been compromised. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. But we will definitely keep in the loop on what's going on. And uh, Europe prepares to rewrite the rules of the internet. Wow, the the rules of the internet. I think I think this is going to be uh, pretty cool. We said this was coming, ladies and gentlemen, for a very long time. Uh, It's called the DMA, the Digital Markets Act. And it will force big tech platforms to break open their gardens in 2023. And this according to the um, uh, European Union's new ambassador to Silicon Valley. And I find that we're just going to have to see what's going on. Now, next week... Uh, which is November 1st, a new law takes effect that will change the internet forever and make it much more difficult for a company to be a tech giant. The European Union's Digital Markets Act comes into force starting the clock on a process expected to force Amazon, Google, and Meta, get this everyone, to make their platforms more open and interoperable in 2023. Wow, hallelujah. That could spur major changes to what people and manufacturers of devices and apps have been asking for years. But why haven't they done it in the past? I think it's because of politics. I also believe it's because of cost. Because to make something interoperable, ladies and gentlemen, requires a lot more money and resources than something that's closed. It also gives the company an excuse to say the product is proprietary. It gives them an excuse. How do you feel about that? I think it's gonna have people with different mixed emotions all around the globe. And as Europe rewrites these rules, I would hope that the US will soon follow. Like having your iPhone and not being permitted to download from anywhere but the app store. That's a problem. It's a big problem. So I think whether we're talking about the European Union's digital privacy law, the GDPR, or the DMA, this should lead Europe to major changes on how tech platforms will serve people beyond the European Union of 400 million internet users, because some details of the compliance will be more easily implemented globally. Now, tech firms will quickly need to grapple with um, you know, sweeping the EU legislation if you do business with them. And the DSA Act requires a danger assessment of some algorithms, disclosures of automated. Determination making and will pressure social apps like TikTok to open their information to exterior scrutiny. This, ladies and gentlemen, could be the thing that drops the major shell. I mean, we've talked about the fact that we need interoperability, but forcing companies like TikTok, it's pretty much run in China. I know they say there's some US legs, but I really don't believe that too much this is happening because of a new order an order that's stating that technology has been obfuscating information that we're not talking is personal we're just talking about interoperability so that other companies can get on board but by doing this is this going to open up security holes it could But I think the standards are gonna have to be set in such a manner that even though you know the information, you can't exploit it. You know what the process is, but you can't actually exploit the technology. I think that's gonna be something that'll be interesting to observe. I find, ladies and gentlemen, that all these things happening are really transpiring for one reason. You know what that reason is? That reason is the fact that people are getting fed up with what's going on. They're getting fed up, and we as people need to understand that. We as people need to understand that, but no one seems to care about anything until, ladies and gentlemen, it causes people to lose money or lives are lost. It's sad that we become alert and aware of our surroundings when something critical happens. That's probably the saddest part, but embracing where we are as as a culture, embracing where we are as a world and knowing that although we have to have standards, There needs to be a way that we can have an interoperability. There needs to be a way that we have interoperability, but a way that's still going to make sure that everything is still safe and secure. So I think that's a challenge for the way we do things right now. I think it is a challenge. And so I don't know if this is ever going to hit the U.S. Like we saw what happened with the, um, you know, the, the expensive cables, people having to buy them. Now that's not becoming um, a difference because now the European Union has made the standard. But will the U.S. follow suit with that or will they not follow suit? I think that's probably the biggest uh the biggest thing. And if we could understand that, then I believe that we would be able to not only figure out where things are going, but we would also have more of a sense about things. I know that sounds hard, but I want you to know that as we move into the holidays and also into 2023, I've said this before, it's not just the companies that are liable, okay? it is everyone's job to make sure we as a society, okay, are effective. And that's really, really where I wanna go. And I think if people could understand that, then I believe that there can be a difference. Then I believe that people could be a difference. because if people understood what we really need to know then it would make a difference in other people's lives okay it would make a difference in other people's lives But that doesn't really mean anything right it may not mean anything to you until it matters and right now i'm going to say that's probably the most important thing that you probably will want to know you'll want to know that because it could affect the way you as a person will be interacting with our world. And I I think that's pretty serious. So we know what's happened in the past. We know why things didn't work in the past. So we as people need to understand what is it that we need to do? What is our responsibility, right? What is our responsibility? And if we know what our responsibility is, we'll be much better. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, Serial Entrepreneur. It's been a privilege, been a pleasure, been an honor to be with you this amazing evening. I hope you'll like, love, and support the channel. If you're looking to become a guest on Jaymore Tech Talk, be sure to visit Jmore.com, fill out our application. Remember, we don't Unfortunately, bring everyone on the show. We're just looking for the best, the people that want to make a difference in other people's lives. Remember, it's not a sales show. It's about education to improve your lives and everyone else in it that you care so much about. I am John Seymour, a serial entrepreneur. I hope you guys have a very happy, healthy, safe, and wonderful Halloween this Monday. And of course, be sure that when you're out there, that you're observant because we never know if and when something's going to happen. When you see something, say something. Don't keep it to yourself. Reminding you to check out all my other great content at BelieveMeAchieve.com. And I'll see you guys when? Oh, next month, November 4th. Can you believe it? It's the last Friday of October. And I'm going to get to see you for the first. So we had a last. Now we're going to usher in the first with November 4th. And we have another great show. And we have some good guests coming up in the next few months. So definitely stay tuned. We've got so much to share with you. Again, I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur and the host of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtowns Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver, find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtowns Healthcare 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or Downtown.